Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Crubcast. We are on episode five of the Crubcast. We are here with a very happy man to be here, Nico, also known as All Hail Buckets. Hey, Nico, how you doing? Let's go. What's up, gamers? We're also here with a good friend of mine, Chris Mykonos fan. Hey, how's it going, Chris? I'm a good friend. See, Nico has danced two intros now, so he has to keep it going. Is kind of that's the bit now. This is bit. Yeah, yep. that's kind of your thing. Yeah, that was the goal. And our final member of the podcast today is, you know him, you love him, Kevin the Golden Bolt. How's it going? Hi, everybody. Did you introduce yourself? Uh, no. My name is Justin, <laughs> also known as JTart9. I think of others and before myself. That's just kind of how I live my life. Um, He's too famous. He's I, too famous. See, if I'm so famous, you just you heard me start up the podcast and you were like, yep. That's him. I know. You don't need to introduce yeah, me. He's, he's like, everyone else is a small fry compared to me, so I don't have to introduce myself. <laughs> Those are loaded words. <laughs> Justin, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Um, mm. I've been just getting ready for uh, too many games, which this will double, um, double date this episode, but I'm very excited. But, We're going to be at yeah. too many games, everyone except for Chris, because Chris it, couldn't make it this year. If you are listening uh, to this the day it goes live, Too Many Games has started. And if you're going there, uh, make sure to find us. Um, I know I have stickers and Trav has stickers. And uh, it'll be a good time if you come say hello and, and chat with us. So uh, if you're not there, um, leave. Start. Don't, 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 don't leave. We need the metrics. No, 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 no yeah. not even. Just start walking. Like, leave your house and start walking to TMG. You could get there by day two. Exactly. So you can get there by day yeah. two and you can still meet us. We'll still be there. Yeah. yeah. And I'll just talk to you or something, maybe. And maybe. <laughs> not even like not even a promise. Just we give can't you a maybe. promise yes. anything. Just but well, well, with with my track record of being in the Moe's bathroom, I think people know where to find <laughs> That's true. Me. That's very <laughs> That's miserable. People know where to find me. The Moe's bathroom. Well, yeah, this dude. year, I guess you have to stop one of us in the Moe's bathroom. Unless we what if we invite John to Moe's? Oh, dude, we have to. We should invite Maybe John to Moe's and then lock him in the bathroom and he won't be able to leave. Lo- lock him in with Nico in. while Nico's pooping. Yes. And then we run the run the convention now. <laughs> this is how we take over. <laughs> is that how it works? Yeah. 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 yeah oh, okay. it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's Although I guess we'd have to mm-hmm. find Caddy, too. You think Caddy would join us in the bathroom? You know what? Us in the bathroom? <laughs> when did we become in the bathroom? <laughs> Yeah, when did we you guys get people when more popular did, than us in there? <laughs> Justin, what are we talking about today well, on this episode of the podcast? Speaking of too many games, uh, something that too many games has transitioned into a lot recently is getting into tabletop gaming. And um, there's been a lot of uh, Magic the Gathering tournaments, a lot of Pokemon TCG tournaments, a lot of uh, board game alley in the back of the convention hall at too many games. And that kind of prompted me to think about how effective are tabletop gaming how effective is tabletop gaming in the modern era with the era of discord and online gaming and more and more not being in the same room as your friends uh kevin do you have any opinions on this um so i'm a recent downloader of tabletop simulator which is a game for those that are unfamiliar essentially uh modders or dedicated fans have put most every tabletop game that exists onto tabletop sim so you can play online with your friends. Um, and I had downloaded it whenever the last steam sale was for it. 
and we haven't had a chance to play it yet, but um, a board game that I'm very fond of is the Shovel Knight board game, which I usually bring to like too many games or whenever we're all hanging out in person because it's a really good time, but it takes like 40 minutes to remember how to play every single time <laughs> that yes. you go to uh, start up because that one's actually a pretty involved complex game and it's really cool because it's like a side-scrolling platformer but in board game form and um it's a really good time but the startup makes it hard to justify bringing every time in the rare times we see each other because we only do it like twice a year or three times a year so we don't get the chance to get the reps in to continue um going and uh, remembering stuff and uh, that's what makes those uh, things like a board game sim or the ones that have online elements useful um, which I'm sure we'll talk about over the course of, of the podcast today mm -hmm. but um, that's my that's my early thoughts on it I'd love to elaborate on the side-scrolling board game part for people who aren't familiar because you probably don't know about the Shovel Knight board game which yeah. is where it literally comes in segmented chunks of a board yeah and you move everything left, basically, pop off the left one, and then set a new chunk down, and then have to adapt to that. So it's literally, like you said, a side-scrolling board game. Yeah, it's it's Very so cool. cool. And then like, you um you put down different enemies based on, like, random... Uh, mm -hmm. It's not random. They usually have, like, an icon that say, like, pull an enemy card. And then you pull a card, and you put that enemy. And I have the 3D version where they made, like, all these really cool figures and stuff for them. Uh, yeah. Because there's a 2D version that existed that had, like, you know, little... Uh, like plastic paper figs that yeah. are like a, a flat thing. And then there's one that's like full 3d models. They're not painted outside of like maybe one or two. Um, but you can paint them yourself then, which is another element of tabletop gaming that a lot of people, uh, especially the Warhammer crowd are really mm -hmm. fond of. And um, that's, that's not my scene at all personally. Cause I'm not, I don't have any art skills. Uh, all the art skills I've, I've taught myself are <laughs> really uh, focused on YouTube thumbnails and harassing my friends with photoshops. So you're not Henry Cavill. Henry C. We we didn't look up Henry whether C. his name was oh, right. yeah, Cavill yeah. or Cable yet. I, so we I was saying done that. I was saying Cavill because I assumed it's the wrong one. So I <laughs> that's fair, you're right? Um, yeah. But yeah, he's a huge tabletop guy. Like I think he has. Uh, it wasn't it a huge Warhammer collection. He has one like of the that? biggest Warhammer collections in like mm -hmm. North America, and he he's yeah, been like pitching a Warhammer show to like execs of like multiple tv companies over and over and over again because he's like i want to do warhammer stuff yeah everybody except netflix i'm sure yeah because netflix would take it and then cancel it in like a season or Dude, two. the same well same thing they did with the witcher where they'll just take yeah they got whatever yeah, they got beef they want. i i think mm -hmm. after that i think uh, uh henry c decided not to do any work with them anymore <laughs> i love just calling him henry c <laughs> Well, now we now we have to mention uh, Henry C's Warhammer every week. We've done it two weeks. This is true. Time. I guess we could just call him like not Superman and not you know, Geralt. I guess people would get the reference. No, no, there. no. Henry C. Henry, that's, that's the rule. Henry C. That's it. Yeah, Nico. So, um, yeah, Nico. What do you think about uh, tabletop gaming in general, or even like D and D uh, in the in the internet age? Because you're yeah. also a new gamer in general, but also new to the tabletop world, kind of like I am, really. Yeah, well, here's the thing, fellas. I hadn't really considered board games in this context because I don't really... I have Tabletop Simulator, but it runs like a PowerPoint on my computer. It just... It is it's not, not sustainable. All. Yeah, mm. it's not... Um, it, It's abysmal. And... I really love playing tabletop, like, board games, right? So, like, I have, like, a 
<laughs> for those in the audio recording. right under his recording yeah, area. For those, oh. Yeah, for those who are uh, for those audio listeners, I'm pulling up a copy of Clask, which I have because I really like physical, cool little skill based games like this, and games that are simple that don't take forty minutes to to get into the the rules. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I have another game called Wavelength that I really like that takes two seconds to explain the rules. Really, really cool. I love games like that. As for D&D, I have some qualms with it, but I think I would play it again, depending. I have some qualms, but that's really all you need to know. For those of you who don't know what Clask is, it's basically air hockey, but it's everything's done with magnets. So you, oh, have, two, you have two little magnet, like, um, what's the word? Uh, like... The name yeah, like the little, like, like the, pawns essentially. They're like, they're like, like the pawn. paddles. They're like the paddles you have for like air hockey. Oh, and then you yeah, smack like an air hockey paddle. And but in Clask is the ball, and you try and get it into the goal. Yeah. Okay. And it's really fun. really simple, really nice, and it's like three. It's like three different pieces of like wood. So it's super easy yeah. to put away. It's super easy to clean up. It's super easy to bring out at a party. Things like that. Yeah. And um, it's sturdy and like handmade, and it was cheaper than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, because again, so. it is, at the end of the day, it's just kind of like three pieces of wood <laughs> and some magnets. Yeah. But Chris, you're the you're the outlier here in that you don't actually have tabletop simulator, right? Uh, I thought you were going to say you don't actually have friends to play with, right? <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, Damn, I don't you have got tabletop me. simulator. I have, unless you want to count Mario Party, which I guess you could. I haven't really played online board games with anyone ever. And Mario Party was recent. That was like COVID era. That we, that was we, we set up Mario Party Netplay, and then obviously Superstars then uh, then came out. Yeah, right. Because I had a and D group in high school, and the best part of my week each week was pretty much seeing those guys. We went to the pizza place right next to the school every week, played D&D, had a great time. I learned what Magic Missile is. I was, mm-hmm. uh, I was the one who kind of goofed the campaign up each week, but in a fun way, I like to think. And um, I guess related to the issue, once high school ended, right? People went off to college. People went off and had kids. I don't I haven't seen those guys in years at this point. Even though some of them are still around, it's just one of those friend groups that just you know, it was a collective glue. And once some of it fell apart, it just all went away basically. So like an online board game thing sounds great. I've just never had that opportunity. I guess. I, as I look into the eyes of the three who would probably do it with me, but yeah, <laughs> I don't. Eh, it's weird, right? Like I, I look at people who have like in-person board game nights, like once a month or something with their friends, and I'm like, I wish I had that. You know, I like board games. I think they're very cool. I like learning all the rules and you know just having an excuse to get together with people. But especially in the COVID era or the post-COVID era, we are maybe potentially in. Um, <laughs> doesn't really happen for me, at least. Yeah. I just I need you to know that you've corrupted me to the point that when you said I wish I had what they had, I thought about the Sonic Two movie <laughs> with the scene. For those that don't know, there's a scene. There's a scene in Sonic Two where uh, there's a bunch of buff dudes that win in volleyball, and they're all just high fiving and like hugging, and they're all just shirtless and spraying and champagne. The, uh, the, yeah, it's yeah. spraying champagne. Thank you. And the main human character looks over and says, "Man, I wish Sonic had that." <laughs> 
James and Marston? It's so good. And, you, and they're like, what? I had to go through the loop because when you mentioned that, I knew what you were referencing. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's one of our in jokes. And then I was like, oh, wait, that really happened in that movie. It's not even an in joke. I just, it's, we all, yeah. like, <sighs> Nico, Kevin, and I all saw the movie together. And when that scene happened, I just burst yeah. out laughing because I'm like, what is it's, that scene? It's well, part I, of the best act of that movie. Oh, the entire was, act on the beach is so good. I was laughing because it's James Marsden who is by all accounts very, very in shape being jealous of all these other dudes who are very, very in shape. Yeah. And they had to they, keep a shirt on him. Like, so he didn't look that. buff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> to make him oh, not man. look super, so, super buff. You think he plays so Clask? I think that's a good you question. Know, he probably plays Clask. Well, so, so one of the things actually, Chris, that you brought to mind with like a weekly game night as well is that for me... It gives you something to talk about that's not stressful to you in, like, your week, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like, oh, how was your week? Like, oh, you know, I'm talking about work, things like that. Talking about politics, talking about the news, talking about, I don't know, whatever TV show you just watched. You play a board game, you have an instant conversation. And mm -hmm. it's it's kind of great, and it's kind of new every time. So that's another thing that I really love about, like, the in-person aspect of it, but... That could yeah. be gotten online too. And Sorry. piggybacking off of what Nico said too, like when we, when the, all of us get together and play something like Apex Online, we're still talking about like work, YouTube stuff, like all that kind of things that doesn't like really leave our brain because we're not, we're not truly into it. You know what I mean? Like we're we're playing Apex, we're not we really focusing on it. We Apex lose a Legends. lot. Whenever we, we lose stop. a lot because we're just not paying attention yeah. or we're pinging closed doors from 700 meters away. It's a good time. <laughs> but but with a board game, you're kind of like focusing on the game because you're like, well, what's this rule? What's that rule? We got to keep it all like as part of the game. And the game's not like running itself for you. You're kind of running the game. So it kind of forces you to kind of focus in and get involved and get in, get invested. Um, yeah. It's tough, too, because early on in life, you usually play like, you know, shoots and ladders or Monopoly and you get this um, this assumption of board games that they're all just kind of that. And so it's only like if you're lucky later in life that that starts to come out of that that shell almost. And um, on that note, Justin, I want to ask you what your general thoughts are on, on tabletop and the online age. But before I do that, I want to say uh, if you are watching this in the YouTube sphere or if you're listening Ooh. in the audio realm, uh, leave us a nice little review or a comment. Uh, let us know what your favorite tabletop game is. We may have something in the works down the road to do a, a board game themed thing online. We've been talking about it, so we want some feedback on stuff that you'd like to see us play here on Crub. Uh, so let us know all that stuff. If you are new to any of those, make sure to either follow or hit the subscribe button, and uh, I'll make you a deal. I always make you this deal. It's a good deal. People say it's the best deal. All you have to do is hit the button, and then if you if you decide later that you don't you don't want to subscribe anymore, you can just hit it again. I hit my mic again. I'm gonna hit my mic every time I do those <laughs> plugs. Trade. I'm just gonna keep doing it until until sure. I'm in my new set. Like that's just gonna keep happening. <laughs> Trade offer. Some but, say it's the best deal. <laughs> Some say it's the best deal. <laughs> Nobody has deals better than this. So, Trade offer. <laughs> I give you weekly content. You give me one subscribe. subscribe. Uh, on one number, yeah. One, <laughs> one, number one on plus one to validation. Um, <laughs> but good. yeah, so so 
leave a comment, leave a review, leave a like, leave a rating, all those sorts of things. They really do help the channel in all of those different indexes and algorithms and all that fun stuff. If you want in on more of the fun, we do uh, stream these live currently over on Twitch at twitch.tv slash crub underscore official. Uh, every Tuesday around 6.30 p.m. Eastern is our pre-show, and we have a pre-show and post-show where we hang out, talk to chat, usually have a good time, talk about the topics of the week that aren't specifically what we're talking about here on the podcast, and we play with soundboards a lot and stuff. So uh, follow there as well. Do it. So do Justin, it. do you have friends? I you wish play I any did. Board games? Um, no. So the th- the thing that really got me into board games as like something that is not just like Kevin said, Monopoly, the things you play when you're a child. Um, I go to a convention every year called Packs Unplugged, and Packs Unplugged is my friend group from Philadelphia. We all get together. And we go to the convention at in Philadelphia, and it's a game. It's a it's a convention all about board games, card games, like everything and everything in between. Um, and I would go to these conventions, and I would go and get new board games to play, and then I would leave the convention, say goodbye to all my friends, and then get back home and realize I bought a hundred dollars <laughs> worth of board games with nobody to play with them, and. It was, it, it kind of got a little defeating at a, at a point because I was like, man, I really enjoyed this like weekend of just sitting at a table at PAX Unplugged and playing board games with all my friends. Why can't I have that all year round with my friends? With like, why can't like Sonic a, have that? Why can't Sonic have that? <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's, it's really made me think more of um, games that I think that should have like an online version that's not just tabletop simulator because I've noodled around a lot with tabletop simulator in the past and it's very it's exact like it's exactly what you need to play the board game but the issue with it is because it's so exact there's so many different ways and in interacting with the board and the board game that I end up fighting tabletop simulator more than actually playing the board game if that makes sense mm. Yeah, like they have an option in in uh, tabletop simulator to flip the table. So if anyone clicks that button, the game you're playing just starts flying into the air. Um, and it it, it can just Great. happen. You just click the button and like everything just goes whoosh. <laughs> so like, it does everything it needs to do to to like faithfully recreate the board game that you want to play with your friends online. But right. you have to be f- familiar enough with the system of tabletop simulator to actually like get everything out of it. In my opinion. Um, agree. Funny enough. One of the, uh, things I played at PAX Unplugged that taught me that I actually really liked it was they had a big Pokemon TCG booth. And, uh, it's been my recent vice of going out and playing in Pokemon TCG events and then buying decks for everyone that you're talking to at the podcast right now, um, to play with me. Cause I'm like, please play with me. I can't buy all these cards and not play with them, please. For the love of God, someone play with me. He, he literally was at my house just like pulling cards. He literally was doing pack openings in my bed- in your bedroom. <laughs> I was trying to help you out a little bit the last time it came up in our we have a little Pokemon thread in our personal server, right? We just post Pokemon stuff in there. And you just came in and it's like, yeah, I just bought like, you know, twenty packs and they gave through a three free box or something. And I was just like, Oh, you didn't get the one you wanted. If you look at this link, you can see the price for the very specific card you're wanting, and it might be cheaper than getting all the packs, Justin. Just a thought. And you're like, yeah, no, he likes the gotcha and- element. Yeah, he likes the Genshin yeah. element of it. The Genshin. Yeah, he does that. Not say but that, he does but yeah, that. Guilty. G- Genshin <laughs> I watched him. 
I watched him do gotcha in Tears of the Kingdom. Like, gotcha he can't get away. He gotcha can't now, get away yeah. from it. I've been doing gotcha in like a dragon Ishin. It's it's getting everywhere. Yeah. Justin's winning. It's, but, it's um, yeah, I guess I did. Yeah, I guess I did gotcha at the casino. So <laughs> exactly, you're at the granddaddy gotcha. <laughs> but the insane yeah. thing about Pokemon cards is like, hey, the game's fun, right? Like I had the Game Boy cart as a kid, so I was very familiar with it. But also, especially nowadays, the art on the cards is so yeah. good that you feel compelled to buy it, even yeah. if you're never going to play it. But then if you do that, you're stuck with the card, and you're like, now what? Now I have to consider sleeves. I have to consider a sleeve for the sleeve. I have to consider which binder will not bend the cards if it's stored over time. I have to consider which way I store it, the temperature I store it, right? The card games are like an insidious, utter thing, because like tabletop games are one thing, but you put it in a box usually and you put it away. Cards? Not no, even to, not, well, not even to mention and like, keep buying them, but no thank and, you. Well, the other thing about like the longevity, if we want to even talk about like that kind of stuff, right? For physical tabletop type of games, mm -hmm. right? Like Chris, to your point, like what binder, like what things like will keep it not degrading over time, but like even then, there are more than the elements at play here. Uh you know, you gotta have people in your life who will like treat it with respect and everything and not just like you know, I, mm -hmm. I guess for slight anecdote, I inherited a stack of records, like vinyls, mm -hmm. and I mean, uh, and I mean a stack. And for those of you who know, you're supposed to store vinyls upright so that they don't warp. Yeah, these have been in heat, sideways on top of each other, so they are warped as all hell. And oh. so, I imagine the same thing would happen for something like a tabletop or like a trading card game and, and things like that. Yep, you have to store them upright. The binder can't tilt. You have to make sure the binder you're buying isn't even to a point where like the plastic pages aren't bundling up in a weird way in the back of the binder because that can bend the cards. It's ridiculous. Mm, yeah. Oh my god. And then on top of and all thankfully, that, thankfully, sorry, you go. I, I I was gonna say thankfully a lot of card games nowadays uh, have made it a little bit easier to uh, digitize that stuff. Like, I haven't seen a card game yet that I know of, and I'm not super into the scene, where you can take a picture of your card and then you have it in your digital portfolio. Like, we played the original Pokemon TCG online app before they just rebooted it with another one. Uh, mm. That's the same thing, but better. And we kind of had to struggle through the fact that they didn't update the decks pretty much ever, so you had, like, really old decks... And you could, every time you get a Pokemon card uh, pack nowadays, they give you a little scan thing that gives you a pack of cards, but it's not the pack that you bought. It's just another free gotcha. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. It's another free pull in the game. And so I remember there was a point where uh, there was a specific Giratina that I really wanted. It was a really nice looking Giratina. I think I got it in the end. But it was like a Giratina, GX, Super, whatever. I don't care. But I, it was like a reverse hollow, super shiny. Just for the art, I wanted it. And then I got it and I was like, this is just an NFT. Like I just realized that <laughs> I just realized that I, I don't own it, so I don't care. No. And I haven't played the card game online since. Yeah. I was gonna say it seems like it wouldn't be that hard to just put a QR code on every card. Like, obviously there are they want to keep it limited because, you know it would it'd be tough because then you have to scan a card in such a way that you've scanned it once and then it's registered. Like they each have have to have their own uh They'd have uh, to be yeah, NFTs like, essentially, yeah, have have like an internet of, of internet of things tag or something yeah. like that. Yeah, because mm -hmm. uh, otherwise Justin could show me his card, I could scan it and get the card, and then they don't make their money on on me getting yeah. addicted. 
Or well, that it. actually, they actually do have that technology. They're using it in clothing nowadays. Like I said, it's called the Internet of Things, and you can use it to like register, like tell if a shoe or something is like a legitimate shoe from like Nike or something like that. I yeah. don't know if they have it hmm. fully implemented, but it's it's there. Like the tech exists. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's interesting because a lot of like like games like um, Magic became fully accessible solely because of the online game because so many cards became I mean it's its own economy at a point and yeah. so for you to be able to you know play Magic the Gathering online or um, I guess Hearthstone is technically a card game too but it's not a physical card game as far as I know it's just a digital card game but like Pokemon or Yu Gi Oh online exists uh, there are like several Yu Gi Ohs online. Um, it made it more accessible to a wider swath of players, and it has that online component if it works and, and isn't bad, which the Pokemon app was. That's I fair. guess I can tie back into the main topic, actually, because one big card game that doesn't have that, and of course I'm bringing this up, is the Digimon card game. Mm-hmm. Which Yeah, oh, well, they have a Digimon. Yeah. They have a card game? Yeah, they do. They do? <laughs> awesome card art. Apparently the game's really fun to play. Like I think it's one of the top-selling card games right now, even. But to the point of everything going on here, there's no app or online thing, right? They have a training app that tells you how to play, but there's no part where you... Ironically, the Digimon, the digital monster thing, has no part where you then make it digital, right? So I'm in a server, and what people will do, they'll set up their webcam and point it at like their playfield, and that's how they play online. And you have to trust that the webcam glitching out isn't them like shuffling cards around or some weird stuff, and it's just like... That's too much That's hassle. so fascinating that they just haven't even tried. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's nuts. So what I <laughs> Does... know is that they made that card game during COVID. So, mm-hmm. like, first off, no one's playing that game in person. So mm-hmm. no one was buying the cards. So it wasn't making so much money in the at, like, at the beginning. And now, right. because it wasn't making any money, Japan got super far ahead in printing cards that now America is just catching up. So, like, every month there's a new set coming out for it. And yep. it's just like a rat race of trying to catch up between each other. Yeah. And I was going to say with, with card games in general, not to cut you off, Nico, but with card games in general, one of the issues you run into is constant power creep because they need to keep selling you cards. And the only way to do that is to make them competitively viable or to hard reset and say, these cards are the only ones you can use. And in an online sphere, that's much less enjoyable than in the mm-hmm. physical sphere. Like, obviously, you don't have to pay real money in the online games usually to get those cards, but it, it when you know that they're unlimited and it's artificially limited versus in the card game where, you know, there is that element that's built in, that it is a thing you're supposed to collect all the cards mm-hmm. in the same way that you collect all the Pokemon or all the ones you want. Um, it, it makes it harder because, you know, your old Charizard that you have sentimental value towards is useless now because uh, uh, a fan P has the same HP as it now, you know? Here's a great video on that. I'll try and put it in the show notes about how, like, the max used to be, like, 120 hit points, and now you can just play from your hand a card with, like, 200-plus hit points. Mm-hmm. Like, like, Justin, you were playing yeah. um, in the, like, the, the GX stuff uh, online, and you were, like, you've been building a couple decks for Pokemon in general. Um, but I remember you were playing online and you were like, oh, I have this really cool deck and it's, I don't remember what the Pokemon were. You can, you can elaborate on it. But I remember you were playing, uh, like this specific deck that had a bunch of GX cards. And I was just like, I don't like that. that, I don't find that as fun. Like, it's just kind of, you have the setup and you win. Like, it's almost like Yu-Gi-Oh! Now where the whole way to play is to stop the other person from playing instead of to have it be card chess, you know? Yeah. Cause Uh, the way that the dude, one of our, sorry, uh, the way that that deck worked is, um, 
you would set up a card and that card will let you draw a card and then you would then draw a card from your deck and then you'd have another card in your hand that you can then play to draw more cards from your deck and then you'd get this one specific Pokemon which was a Maridon and you put the Maridon on your bench. Was, yeah. The ability then allows you to summon two more Pokemon from your deck onto your bench. Then you summon a another Maridon to come on. That Maridon can now search your deck again and put two more cards onto the deck, onto the bench. So you load up your entire bench and then you have the specific Raikou. And this Raikou's um, ability is for two energy. It does 20 damage for each Pokemon on your and your opponent's bench. So you load up your bench and then you fire off with a huge attack in your second turn, and your person, your your opponent basically has no like way to like defend. Yeah, themselves. like you just win. Uh, and okay, the the short for that is just going to be Chris zooming in on me <laughs> with the uh, increasing um, tinnitus sound in the background <laughs> as Justin yeah. says all that. Like that doesn't sound fun yeah, for you. It's fun, right? You get to set it up and go like, "Wow, look how cool I am!" But yeah, for your for I, your opponent, you're just like sitting there and you're watching them play the game yeah. for twenty minutes. Uh, I never well, that really was processed thing, like, it, but. Kevin put it correctly with the chess, yeah. Or you saying, Nico? Sorry, you yeah, keep getting yeah, cut off. One of our, <laughs> one of our friends, is a huge like magic guy. One of me and Justin's mutual friends is a huge magic guy, and um, he was telling us about like some guy who was just not very nice to him. So he brought out his deck that just doesn't let the other person play. It's a thing in Yu-Gi-Oh. Like it's actually <laughs> it's a, a thing, thing in Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu -Oh, yeah. It, no, it's straight up. It's like, if, if people BM you, then you turn around and use a deck that just says, "Hey, I'm playing now." Like you're not. When playing. are we making the? <laughs> when are we making the crub card game? We should. We're making the crub trading card game, dude. We'll release Who has one. The least? We'll release one card Tra of Moriarty. <laughs> that's the one that oh, has yeah, the yeah, least yeah. health. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I have like, to. I feel like Trav has the least health. Trav has the least health. Yeah. Trav is Trav is a glass cannon. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like he Trav's would hit once and win, but if you if you get the first turn. Yeah. You know. Whereas I'm, I'm the opposite. I like can't land a hit but i can take a bunch of hits but then when i land one you're done <laughs> we should make the card game that the only way to play is you just roll d20s and that determines who wins oh i have i know a drinking game like that you would know a drinking game that's like not, that but that's not the crub <laughs> card game no that's I want, true i want to pay for like really <laughs> yeah. high quality crub art and like different variants of us and reverse hollows and then you just you just roll a d20 and that's the whole game like there's nothing else on the cards yeah, that, it's just, yeah, just yeah, pictures yeah. of us yeah they're just basically yeah, baseball cards true. where they just have nothing but pictures of people on them and then you just roll yeah. dice kevin would be very balanced kevin would be a very balanced character i think and um i feel like chris would be our our like home base like shield type character because chris is a protector a natural protector oh that's me yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody knows it. And Chris is like, oh yeah. yeah so the problem that is with me. this one, you wouldn't be able to find anyone on Earth to play this because no one would have it. Is the counter issue? Unlike all these other games where people play it, but they're just not near you. This is like you'd wander <laughs> up to Mount Fuji. It'll be and, like, online only. It'll oh, be yeah, online, online only card only. game. Like no one's oh, playing man. it. You're like, what am I doing? Well, that, that brings <laughs> me back. That brings me back to my question from a while ago, and it's that. Chris, does Digimon even generate revenue in the year 2023? The card game does. Yes. The card games. It's does like, it really? It's like a top five card game. Now, it right? is. It is. It's like, it's, I it's mean, like right behind five out of five magic, or? I think. Okay. So it's four out of four. I'll tell you, it's, I'll tell you the five that it, I'll tell you the big five that's happening right now. It's um, Digimon, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic, and then funny enough, One Piece. 
One Piece has a trading card game now, and that one's huge. That tracks. Wow. Another Bandai Namco card game, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. And then there's the game Marvel Snap that everybody clearly plays, and it definitely wasn't just an advertising campaign. Like, everyone yeah. clearly... That, that game just has 400 trillion downloads, and people wow. drive in their cars while playing it because they like <laughs> it so much. Clearly. That was a hot week I, when that was a thing, and then it yeah. stopped. I have a uh, I have a Taco Bell card game. You do? That I, I ended up not wanting to play it because of how much of a shill I felt like playing it. Like, it... Because I bought it as like a haha funny joke, and then I was like, all right, I might try to get people to play this. I should learn the rules first so that I don't have to have people learn them with me. And so then I tried learning the rules, and it just was shilling Taco Bell products left we, and right. We go out of our way to throw whoppers at Justin. There's no reason not to play the Taco Bell card <laughs> game anymore. Okay, that's fair. We can get that's sponsored. Fair. We could get a sponsorship. I was going to say, yeah, maybe if, if Taco, Taco Bell... Game night. Yeah, yeah. If somebody would can sponsor we? us to play the Taco Bell card game, we will play the Taco Bell card game. Absolutely. No, ap- Taco Bell's going to Apropos of nothing, there's a, there's a Mr. Pib uh, Doom Club. There I is a Mr. Pib Doom Club. For the record. Yo, that's sick. Chris, that's, that's awesome. the short too for for the YouTube shorts and TikTok. You just... I, I say that oh. and then it's just footage underneath of that and mobile game ads. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> the four second shorts really yeah those yeah do well. th- those are the ones that hit i need clarification <laughs> on how you're a shill playing the taco bell board game because there's the inherent issue right but are you it's a rule like you have to enthusiastically say live moss when you move your piece like, <laughs> what, what crosses the line here to where it's like uncomfortable um it's it's the the i think it's the solving of hunger points with specific (laughs) specific taco bell meals that you're that these people want delivered and if you want to play the taco bell board game go to tacobell.com and put in code live crub and you'll get five dollars off your order of taco bell board game it's just just monopoly but the worst i want that don't go don't give these people viruses they're gonna go to a virus ridden website go to tellthebell.com the taco bell survey and tell them you want a crub taco bell tell the bell if you put a gun to my head and said is this an official taco bell domain i'd probably just pull the trigger for you because that is like spot on that could go either way i don't know if that's really oh man pull the trigger tell the bell it's up there with livemoss.biz I'm still stuck on this board that game. Domain. Are you playing an Uber driver? I think you play a delivery person. I think, uh, and you're okay. delivering. They better pay you like at least at least one dollar an hour for that. That's you, what I'm saying. Like that's you the usual rate for driving delivery. That's why I felt weird playing it because I feel I was like, oh, they maybe should be paying you minimum wage to play this board game. Is there a should card game called the Fourth Meal? Oh, <laughs> we should build this game up to make it more successful than the One Piece card game. We should so oh, do that. Number five. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Yeah. But we'll just pay. We'll just pay for a shit ton of Disney advertising and just make it like Marvel Snap, where people clearly play it. Yeah, good point. I Dude, love well, we could buy so much into this thing that we don't get a return. On. <laughs> no, it's fine. We could we could yeah. buy billboards for kind of cheap, like cheaper than other advertisements, or we could just buy like advertising space on um. On like pirating websites, we could just like oh, instead of porn, yeah, that's that, actually that'd be preferable. Yeah, yeah, we could just spray paint our logo onto <laughs> walls and just not pay anybody. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's put a uh, crub on the crub link tree, which doesn't exist. 
on a QR code and stick it around our respective city. <laughs> Would it be illegal for us to advertise someone else's product on a billboard? That's a good question. That's a good, good question. question, actually. Yeah. Like, could I mean, we just put in, like, impact font, buy the Taco Bell board game, and just a photo of it? Nothing bad or incriminating or something they would be like, oh, that's bad. Just telling them you to know. buy it. Yeah, like, it has to be legal, right? <laughs> only, if we go, they... only if we go, like, chaotic neutral on that, and we put it only near gyms. Oh, true. When they go to settle, when they go to try and, like, get us to settle uh, the lawsuit, we have to make them recover the cost of the billboards and not us pay them. I thought you were about to say we have to make them play the board game with us <laughs> oh, so we can finally play yeah, it. No, Yo, no. that's how we get Actually, people to play the board game with us. We just have a, we have a judge it, like presiding over us playing the Taco Bell card <laughs> game against Taco Bell's lawyers. Yeah. Oh my god, I like You're that idea. We, to make my move. We, we challenge we them a to a, I love the idea of challenging them to a round of their own card game. In order to win the If they lawsuit. don't do it, they're bitches. Okay. Like, <laughs> so we I win. Have a question. We win morally. I have a question. Do they yeah. know how to play the Taco Bell board game? They're no. going to fucking learn. It's just <laughs> yeah, legalese. Well, because you would... Look, here's my thing. It would feel less corporate if the board game were like ingredients and you had to make a good taco or the perfect taco or something like that. You had to deck build like a good no, taco. N- none of that Fisher Price <laughs> little f- tiny oven stuff. No, oh, no, no. Easy bake oven. <laughs> what are those called? Easy bake. Thank you. I couldn't remember. Yeah, the name. no, it's the tiny oven. The tiny oven. The tiny oven. The Krub tiny oven. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see buy it soon it. with the every <laughs> copy of the Taco Bell card game made by Krub will have Dude, is, a tiny oven. Is Our a, whole brand is just infringing on rights at this point. Is Easy Bake Oven a tabletop uh, board game? Oh, I think it has to be. I'm inclined be. to say that, yes. And, and, no, that, and no, 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 no. And would that make Shrinky Dinks a tabletop top no, no, board no. game? I would say that an Easy Bake Oven is LARPing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I was yeah, on board I'm, with this, but this already feels like it's about to become a, it's a hot dog, a sandwich tier thing. And I think we need to put the genie. <laughs> We should put it back in the bottle. Yeah, <laughs> put, put the glizzy back in the bottle. The gl- put the glizzy bottled back glizzy. in the bottle. Yeah. A bottled gl- the crub bottled glizzy. <laughs> That's going to be. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Wow, they have it. We're the off crumb. We've been off the rails. Bottled glizzy. Let me reorganize the rails here a bit. I, so, cook, so, I cook real chicken in an easy bake oven. How does that light bulb work? <laughs> Because the easy bake oven is just a light bulb. You're, just, you're not you're not gonna sell that one at all. You're just gonna leave it's just that a light bulb. One. Like I don't know how you would cook it. <laughs> Low and slow, out, Justin. It's like a smoker. You just, just light it on fire. Yeah. Actually, that'd be that'd be a good clickbaity YouTube title. I turned an easy bake oven into a pressure cooker. <laughs> Here's what happened. It's just a bomb. You can't do that. <laughs> into a pressure cooker. I, I thought, thought you, you were, were going gonna... like, I used an easy bake oven for a ghost kitchen. Here's what happened, which is yeah. also bomb. But B, a pressure <laughs> I cooked 15 Crub Mr. Beast burgers in an easy bake tiny oven. Why are they Crub Mr. Beast Bell burgers now? Game. Why are we Why taking it? Imagine we're this. a ghost kitchen. <laughs> oh, imagine true. going on to Uber Eats and just seeing like a restaurant called Hard Bake Ovens and it's just like undercooked just like raw chicken on like a, a raw bun we'll put that so we'll split the billboard in half it'll be buy taco Bell <laughs> card game and then buy our easy bake oven and it's raw chicken <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
heard it here first, folks. Crub likes their chicken medium raw. Medium. Why don't they have easy bake stovetops? I want to cook egg. Easy bake. <laughs> I want to cook egg. Oh. I want to cook egg. Singular man. Do you want an egg? <laughs> that's a story we should. That, yeah, that, so, we'll tell that story eventually. Oh, but we could tell it right now rather than wait. Yeah, we can do yeah, that. Now. Um, yeah, why not? Yeah, but okay. this is already you know this is already in the 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 crub tier of podcast as it is. Yeah. We're already here. Um, so there was a, a fun time a couple of years back where um, one of our buddies and I were uh, hanging out and we went to visit um, his dad um, because his dad was like um, like I would. This is one of my closest friends. So I was like, I'm family to their family type thing. And so we went to get breakfast and we went to this little local diner and his dad orders an egg and he does. He's like, I don't want this egg. He just wanted one hard boiled egg. And the entire rest of the breakfast, every two or three minutes, he would insist like, do you want a egg? Not an egg, a egg. And we, we were just dying the entire time. Because he kept offering the egg that he bought and paid for it, but didn't want. And he was like, I don't know why I ordered this. I didn't want an egg. <laughs> didn't they do that and again with a corn dog? <laughs> Wait, yeah, the corn no, th- dog. Yeah, th- then he got a corn dog another time where we were at another restaurant. And he was like, I don't know why I ordered this. I don't want this corn dog. So we just left the corn dog in the middle of the table the entire time. And then we we made him take it home and strap it in with the seatbelt. <laughs> so I don't know how long that was still there, but it was in his fridge for a while. Wow, <sighs> legendary! That's like absolutely that. legendary. So the the best card in the Crub Card game is a egg, a egg, a egg, and yeah. it's just a picture of like an egg on. Like, do you, was it, is the shell on, shell off? The shellers are the exodia pieces that surround the central Ooh, egg. You oh, build yeah. the there egg. You, mm-hmm. you build the you egg. Make a Chow Garden card game. A Sound they Garden a lot of card game. With the chow. chow Garden. Chow Garden. Oh, I don't know what that is. Soundgarden card so card game sounds cool though. <laughs> Just like Chris Cornell card, and I don't know any other members of Soundgarden. <laughs> A child so, garden. So Justin, yeah. back back to the topic at hand. Um, what was what was the next part of what we were uh, aiming to talk about with you know board games, card games, the online uh, capabilities of them, or the limitations that a lot of them have, and how some of them. Uh, do overcome them by having an online element or, or having some form of that. Yeah, so there's um there's something that thank you for bringing this back because there's some games that I was playing at that. Do you want an egg? I, I would love one. Um, <laughs> so when uh, when we, I went to Pax Unplugged, there were a bunch of of games that I ended up really really liking, and uh, I was playing them and I would look them up afterwards. So I was like, how can I get myself a copy of this game? And then it turns out they have like a version of the game on steam that you can just buy and play with your friends. Just like you would like the normal board game. One that comes up yeah. to mind. One that comes up to mind for me is um, Munchkin, which is a board game where it's basically a game where you're trying to level up your RPG character. And to do that, you're, um, you're you're slaying monsters basically, and then the monster shows up, and you have to beat you have to be stronger than the monster, and you have cards in your hand that make you stronger, but you also have cards in your hand that you can play against somebody else, or you can play that gar- that um, like gear card on the monster itself, so you can make the monster stronger. And the reason why you'd want to do that is sometimes when your friends are trying to level up and they're fighting a monster. You're like, well, I'm going to take this gear card and attach it to the monster. So now the monster's harder for you to beat. You can't beat it now. How are you going to get past this? Yeah. So it's a game all about really trying cool. to 
level yourself up, win the game, while also basically sabotaging all your friends along the way. And um, they have versions of that on Steam. They have other games um, like uh, like like we talked about before with all of the different card games. They all have their own um, online p- uh, portals in terms of like playing with p- other people. Um, yeah, you guys you guys really loved Munchkin back in like back in the day. We played a lot. I was never I was not a huge fan of it just because I didn't I didn't love that like really competitive aspect to it and I thought it took a long time. Yeah, because by the that time was the only thing by the time me. you get to the end of the game, it's just everyone fighting tooth and nail to try and stop the other person from winning so that way they can win. And then at the end everyone just becomes like devoid of any resources whatsoever to win and then one person pulls a really lucky draw and then just win the game yeah and actually that's that actually brings up a good point about tabletop game unless kevin and chris you have anything to say about munchkin specifically okay Never heard of it. it brings up a good point about tabletop games is like how do we deal with like the politics surrounding them depending on your group um because that I've rephrased that I'm not trying Munch, Munchkin let me let me go back to why I why I brought it up um, in the first place is that in Munchkin one of those things that happens quite often that I just don't love is there's this like negotiation that you kind of have to make where if you're in mid or last and you know you're not gonna win you have to back somebody or else you get continuously targeted. Oh, and if you this don't is like, like in Mario Party when you're like, all right, I'm going to cut a deal and screw Justin yeah. over with Kevin every single game we play ever. Ever. Except yeah, yeah, for the Brody yeah. one. There was the Brody one, too. There was yeah. the Brody Where one. Where we all just yeah. agreed to just not let <laughs> Brody play the game. Get anything. Yeah. 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 And, <laughs> and I guess I can't say I hate it in every context because in like a Mario Party context, that's hilarious. And in the context of like a hidden role game, like those alliances oh, can those be kind of key. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. I, Hidden role games are made exclusively better by online, the online environment. You think so? In my opinion. Cause yeah. I think that something like, uh, something, like, cause the, the, the biggest hidden role game nowadays is among us. But if you play something mm-hmm. like Mafia in a room with a bunch of friends, there are just so many little tells that you can't see online because you're behind a screen. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I suppose I more mean the management part of it. That's true. Where if you're playing, if you're playing uh, Mafia and or Werewolves, they're the same game. Um, you have to have one person managing the game, and if they're not good about it, you get you have to like restart the whole game. Everything falls apart. Yeah, there is a mm-hmm. game called One Night Ultimate Werewolf, and they have a, a phone app that manages the game for you, and you just put the phone in the middle of the table, and you press play whenever you're ready to go. Yeah. Hmm. It's actually really That's cool. That's cool. I'd play that. Yeah. And and speaking of phone integration, I, I think we do have to shout out, it's not a card game or a tabletop game, but I think we have to shout out the the progenitor of the current era of online uh, compatibility with these sorts of games, which is Jackbox. Oh, oh I love Jackbox, yeah. yeah. Because you saw Jackbox in real time evolve uh, to fit the era, to fit... Uh, the online uh, environment that that it was succeeding in, and if it like you know streaming culture, uh, Twitch culture in particular was was the main impetus for it. And I think that there are a lot of board games and card games based off of the back of that. And in the card game space, Magic the Gathering Online is probably the one that uh, you would say. I mean, that revolutionized that game completely. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and so it's because of a game like Jackbox and a lot of what the Jackbox team just does that we 
get to even have a lot of this discussion because I don't know that any it, it inevitably would have happened that someone else would have come along and spawned that uh, that revolution of online compatibility with these casual uh, or casual um, I don't want to call it a board game, but it's kind of a board game. You know, it's kind of a it's a, a social experience game, mm-hmm. I guess yeah. is what you could call it. Well, and and actually, if you recall, Cards Against Humanity was a very big part of sort mm-hmm. of establishing our friendship, you Kevin. Mm-hmm. And and cards was tough because they didn't have an official Cards Against Humanity game for forever. Uh, on yeah, the, I mean, I one, they once do. they don't have I, an official one that I know. Okay, they don't still. Uh, Pret- Pretended Zizzy they, is not them. By this do. point, they might have an official one, but everyone used Zizzy. Yeah, and uh, people yeah. still do. People still yeah. do. And that was really the, like, another one. Like, it's a bootleg Cards Against Humanity that you just play online via, you know, you can do it on your phone or whatever. Which Cards yeah. Against Humanity, if you don't know what Cards Against Humanity is, is there's a card, yeah. there's a topic card in the middle, and everyone has a hand of cards that answer that question. And then the judge of that round picks the answer that fits the answer, the question best. Yeah. Or funny. It's, it's, yeah. If you've played Apples to Apples, it's adult yeah. Apples to Apples. It's, it's Apples to Apples for real friends. <laughs> That you, that you know you can be in the same room with and say some really uncouth things. Yeah. Although I did play it with my family several times, and they loved it. it. It's the kind of thing that really does just, like, breed really great conversations while playing the game. Because you just get, like, really outrageous things that get put together, and then you can kind of, like, start riffing on that. And then you start, yeah. you start making Dude, inside jokes. It's kind of a magical experience that I... Have been. It's a high that I've been chasing for quite some time because that's why I got that wavelength game that I talked about back at the beginning of the podcast. Is because I was like, oh, this will be a good conversation starter to get some, you know, good thoughts going, and then people just concentrate on the game too much, and it's like, ah, man, it's so hard to find a game like Cards Against Humanity where you don't have to pay super attention and you can have good conversations and inside jokes and just build that. I think I think some depend on the audience and the topic. but it also depends on uh, the, the, the crew. I mean, the audience is one side of it. Yeah, but like that game, absolutely. I think we when we played it, we did have discussions around it um, when we played it in person. Yeah, we just kind of yeah. stopped playing the game for a, like 20 minutes. And then we'd be like, all right, what's the next one? Is that yeah. the one we played in February? Yeah, it's the one with the yes, best style. So yeah. I, I, should exp- okay. I should explain this one. I realize this is a thing about talking about tabletop games. There's a lot of tabletop games. Yeah. Nobody's ever played them. So uh, Wavelength is it's a big mm-hmm. dial. And um, you pick up a card and you say um, it's like more likely to or less likely to do something. And then you as the player have to judge where that lands on the dial. And then you say like, okay, so my guide is to try and get the person to be on this part of the dial. And it's less than less, uh, less likely to or more likely to. And I want them to be like 25%. Yeah. So it's a covered dial. So you, so the host or the, the the host of that round will look at where, like, they'll spin the dial. They'll look at where it turns out. Then they have to pick a topic that that fits what the audience of the room, what you think they will say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then they close the dial, and the rest of the room guesses where you know they judge where it is. So if it's like, um, the cutest person in the room versus least cute person in the room, and I say, uh, JTAR nine. Then we put you it know, all the way to cute, right? And, then and it would be and all the way out of cute, yeah. And then that would be correct. Mm-hmm. And so, so you just kind of have to judge, and like you get points if you do the points version. You get points based on how close you are, or the host yeah. gets points based on 
uh, I mean, winning that round, that sort of stuff. And even then, like that description is almost too nitty gritty for the idea that I'm trying to get at, which is I like conversation starter games. I like games where the players have agency and input in, in yeah, that way. Yeah. No, I think we've explained all of them now. I think because we went back to that one. I think every game we've talked on, we've explained, which is which is a good thing that we didn't think about. Um, yeah. So I'm glad we got got around to yeah. that. Yeah. I think with that one, the issue was just um, there was so much alcohol flowing at that <laughs> point. That's true. That like we were pretty focused on it for a while, and I think it was fun. But at a point, we just kind of shiny objected the- to something else. <laughs> was that the day that I made ten boxes of mac and cheese? And as soon as I started, I was like, I shouldn't be doing this. No, that was, was that a couple days day? before. That was a, yeah, it was a couple. That days was before. the last day we were there. That was the last and day. You were yeah. like, okay. Justin, you do this because I was sober and you weren't. And you were like, Justin, I can't do this. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, the mac and the mac and cheese I did. Oh, you did do it right because you then yeah, you dumped all the cheese. You guys were all yeah. playing Smash or whatever, and I I loaded up the mac and cheese, and this is after like. Uh, at least 15 margs like at least 15 frozen slushy margarita oh things. yeah no we, we were those. we were going hog wild that night yeah to be honest and, we we're trying to get rid of everything and, and yeah, so i true. i put and there's like eight of us here so i put the mac and cheese in the in the the you know i put the water on i put the mac and cheese in once it starts um to boil obviously and then i stood there and i'm like i shouldn't be doing this i'm seeing i'm seeing many many double um <laughs> but i was like no no i've already started i'll be okay <laughs> i ate the mac like, and cheese it was good don't yeah, maybe don't take i this advice so much home. fucking cheese <laughs> i ate so, i had like we had a whole pound of cheese like shredded cheese mm-hmm. i threw the whole thing in yeah. at yeah. the end because we, we made the tacos cheesiest and we mac ate, you could ever have it was a two pound bag we ate half the bag with the not with the tacos we made and then the other half we were like well it's got to go somewhere <laughs> <laughs> we just yeah. threw it off to one batch of mac and cheese. <laughs> so as as I mentioned earlier, uh, we stream these live uh, with pre and post shows, and and obviously chat's interacting with what we're saying. Um, Ten elements in the chat said, uh, "Responsible friend making a ton of food for drunk people." And I mentioned that because it reminds me, Nico, of a story we haven't told on the podcast yet. Um, a, I think I am one of the most responsible people when drunk of all time. Oh uh, yeah, because I always end up cleaning up for everybody while like I, I hit a point of drunk where i'm just like i'm gonna take all these empty cans and put them in the trash yeah it's happened like, multiple multiple times it, it's just my thing uh, i've cleaned up i've cleaned up vomit uh mm-hmm. usually not mine but caused by me um <laughs> d- mm. don't worry about it yeah, don't poke um, into that statement any <laughs> no but there was a specific one i'm thinking of nico that we should tell because it's a really good story and it was the the first <laughs> time that uh Drink only during the legal age of your country. Uh, we were uh, 19. I think yeah, it was your st- 19th birthday was around that week. Hey man, they, they, can't prove, Britain, they can't prove any of this. Everything everything is a bit. Everything's a yeah, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so Nico smuggled in a, a close to a handle of really bad. Was it, it, it was a was fifth. It? it was a fifth. It was a fifth of Smirnoff 100 proof. Okay. So it was like 50% alcohol pretty like stronger than your normal like 40% vodka. Yeah. And for some reason we thought that Nico had to smuggle it back home from school uh when we were like going home for his birthday that weekend for his, you know, birthday party thing. Sorry, did you have and, it at school? Um, I mean, where else would you get no. the booze? I mean, I received it there. Continue. <laughs> well, I was very dude, I I hid it inside of a drum. 
I have yeah. I had a so, drum and I hit it inside of a drum. There are so many layers to the story I had never heard before. There, there's so much here. Yeah. It's, it's just a continuous onion. But so what what Nico did was he poured this fifth of Smirnoff into a pomegranate juice container. That way it'd be inconspicuous with a little bit of pomegranate juice in there so that it was still colored like palm juice. Yeah, and the pomegranate juice specifically because the pomegranate juice was uh, darker than like most uh, other juices. Mm -hmm. So then when you water it down with the vodka, it still looked like pomegranate. Yeah, and plus the the, the container is like pink anyway, so it kind of covers that up. He then takes this uh, already smuggled, covered up pomegranate juice container and puts it inside the drum so that it's further smuggled. Yep. Which is clearly what you do with any juice that is does not clearly alcohol. You just put it in there anyway. Uh, we get to Nico's house and we start drinking. Mind you, Nico's parents were are very responsible people and yeah. under supervision, I'm sure they would have they wouldn't have cared. Absolutely. Um, yeah, they would not have given us a, So we didn't nothing. need to do this. Yeah. There was no reason for us to do this. But we start drinking and um Several things happened over the course of that following night um, because this was around the time that Majora's Mask 3DS was coming out. And so I was telling Nico about Majora's Mask and I was really excited for it. And so we downloaded Majora's Mask on his Wii because the emulator wouldn't work. Uh, so we p- we spent $10 on the Wii shop. That was already our first mistake. Yeah. Followed by, uh, as I'm loading up Majora's Mask, uh, Nico is pouring shots and, and Nico is the heaviest pour this side of someone who's not an alcoholic at least at that time at least at that time i was because i didn't believe that the bottom line of the cup was one ounce i couldn't believe it i was like that's (laughs) not enough so we have you know red solo it's such an alcoholic statement i'm sorry (laughs) i was 19 i was 19 Uh, we we have red solo cups he's pouring a significant like a like a, a full the two mouths full for shots uh, and we're just doing these shots, and we drink this entire pomegranate juice bottle between the two of us in about 20 minutes. Yeah. All the while I'm playing Majora's Mask, just casually going along, and I have this specific <laughs> run that I do where I get like 12 masks on the first day, and I'm just vibing. And then it starts hitting, and we pause the game in the uh, the store, so the, the, the Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask shop theme is playing in the background for the rest of the night. <laughs> the, yeah. the game does and, not get touched well, again. The, but the other best was... The other best was there was this dude that we both knew. That's where I'll, I'll, going I'll next, call yeah. I'll call him Roy. And we literally were like there we I checked my Snapchat in the morning and we literally were had my phone on the floor screaming his name and just <laughs> cracking. So the up. version I remember was we started sending him snaps because he sent a snap to us or something. And we this is the part where we browned out for the night. Yeah, this is the I only didn't part remember where we I didn't out. remember sending the snaps. Um <laughs> It was a week later we got back to, to school and he like was like, oh, I stopped viewing them so I could show you some of these. <laughs> I don't know how your parents didn't hear this. No, you're right. Uh, That's exactly how it happened. You're right. I, I don't remember you how your save, parents uh... didn't hear any of this because we were screaming <laughs> his name yeah, and it, just on it the wasn't... floor. It was like a found footage. Like it was Blair Witch quality. Yeah, it Literally, it looked, it looked like Blair Witch. It was actually some pretty stunning cinematography. I do say it <laughs> myself. And we had, so we had Dutch angles going on and everything. Yeah, there were a lot of Dutch angles. So, <laughs> so that's the first Nico's part. Parents just in bed upstairs, just like, <sighs> and then you just hear someone in the background screaming in the background, just, just, say, just you want to go down. Well, and what's funny is that this is a, this is the, that's going to do well for the audio realm. Oh uh, yeah, uh, audio listeners, I, baby. 
my, my favorite part of this is that, that Nico's parents at this point were the type of people where if, if they did want to go to sleep and you made even the tiniest bit of noise, they would come down and say, hey, quiet down. Oh. We were screaming and they didn't do that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Just one of those days. Oh, man. So that's part one of this story. And this is where this becomes a Rashomon story, where it splits off at a point. Because yeah. Nico says that he's got to go to the bathroom. Uh, and I, I'll, I'll tell my side first here. Um, so he's like, I, I got to go pee. You know, I'm like, okay, cool. So he goes upstairs because we're in the, the basement area. I'm sitting here just on, on Nico's couch. The Majora's Mask shop theme is still playing. Chris, if you can, just put that in the background for this whole section. Um, and so I'm just sitting on the couch just... <laughs> For the for the audio listeners, he just like is laying back like a like, like a dead slumped, man, slumped like a corpse, yeah. and I am just there, and it feels like it's forty minutes while this shop theme is playing. I it was a long time. At some point, my brain just says, "I need to stand up," so I, I stand up, and I casually walk over to the trash can, completely like unconsciously doing this, and I just perfectly vomit into the trash can, very nicely, politely. I then walk across like the 20 foot part of the basement to grab the Febreze from the other side of the room, walk it back over, spray it three or four times, walk it back, put it down where I found it, go back to the couch and then just back to, back to slumped over. And so that's my part of the story. Again, the entire time Majora's Mask shop theme play on the pause menu. And then we never drank again. Um, (laughs) no, uh, so basically... So this, so my half of that story, during that 40 minutes that Kevin was there alone, I went upstairs to emetophobes, maybe, maybe don't want to, um, emetophobes, you might want to uh, skip forward a little bit, right? Um, so I needed to throw up very, very badly. So I went to the toilet, and much like Tony Stark himself, I had... The Iron Man reticle in my view, looking at this toilet. The seat was open and everything, right? I was, I, you know, it was prepared. Jarvis lift up the lid. Yeah, and Jarvis and Jarvis <laughs> locked on, and Jarvis locked on. We were good. We were ready to go. And I pulled the trigger, and it just went everywhere. <laughs> you ever see those scenes in Dragon Ball Z where like the, like a giant laser beam just cuts through a mountain and like swerves diagonally? That's what I that's what I assume uh, happened dude, during this. Full full Jackson Pollock on the walls and the <laughs> toilet. And <clears throat> and it and I'm uh, anything that got in the toilet was by pure coincidence, right? And I'm a loud puker. I'm a loud puker and that's what woke my mom up who came over and she just looks at me. She's like, you know, you got to clean that up. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. And she was like, no, 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 <laughs> you got to do it now. I, I remember this was prefaced, I think, at the time with uh, you had said something to the tune of like, she was like, oh, are you OK? And then you were like, oh, we, we drank. I'm sorry. And she's like, that's fine. Whatever. Oh, that's exactly. Yeah, okay. that's exactly what happened. Yeah. I, and, I forgot about that. Yeah. Part. So it reconfirmed really gentle from what I've heard. It reconfirms that they would have been fine with you drinking. So you didn't yeah, have to do like, yeah. this. <laughs> She was yeah. like, you could have just told us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and then it was, I'll clean it up tomorrow. No, you're going to clean it up right now. Yeah, no, you got to. And then I tried my best to clean it up. Cue an 80s montage of just me shittily cleaning this wall with like a paper towel and trying to like scoop all of it into like a trash Hence can. the 40 minutes. Oh, hence the 40 minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think I got like most of the toilet, but then the wall was still just 
like obliterated. <laughs> this is it why was, I love drunk you at the time stock process. If like, oh, I'll just leave that overnight. I'll get back yeah. to that like later today. <laughs> yeah, I'll I let didn't that even fester a little and get back to it. I hadn't smelled. Well, like, it's like when it's it's like when you soak a pot. You know, like when you have some stuff in yeah, the pot true. and you're yeah. like, oh, I need to soak it. Yeah, you just soak the vomit. So what he was going yeah, to do well, was just flood the entire bathroom. So that way, when you open the door, it just flies out with water. Well, oh yes, he already yes, did. Like an he aquarium. already had prior. Yeah. Like an flooded, actually, I'll put a dog door on the bathroom so that I can swim in and out of the the bathroom full of water from floor to ceiling. I I don't want to think about Tears of the Kingdom anymore. <laughs> just swimming through vertically with the with the ascend power yeah oh. it's just jumping just kevin's like so, i need to get into the bathroom and he just goes through the ceiling and it just floods <laughs> <laughs> so a- anyway nico comes down and this is the end the story off he goes you throw up too yeah you clean it up and i'm like yeah no i'm good and again i'm still slumped over like just majora's mask theme still playing um and then we we woke up in the morning, ate breakfast, and just didn't speak about it until yeah, no, later in the week. That's right. This is uh, I'm about to say the most middle school statement. Even though this happened in undergrad, my mom made us a monkey bread. <laughs> yeah! Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, so anyway, that's our story about board games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so that's going to all be in the Crub board game. We're going to have the Nico vomiting all over the bathroom cart. That's the Exodia. You put the pieces together. And it just becomes that's, that's gonna Nico's be, bathroom. That's, that's going to be on the Crub test. You have to pass the Crub test to be our audience member. Guys, I just I forgot what this episode was about I, until you brought it back. Just I just, I just, <laughs> yeah. I just, I just got it. You ready for this? Yeah. Exodia okay. card all comes together to be Nico's towel. Oh yeah, yeah. No yep. one else can use it. Exactly. Well, no yeah. one else. Yeah, no one else can use it. It's we the it, it. It has a Wait. fifty fifty chance of being my roommate's towel. <laughs> so when you start the crub board game, you pick your pieces like Monopoly, and only the Nico piece can use the, the towel. towel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll, we'll tell the towel story equipment. another day. That's another. I think we might. We might have told it at one point. I think I we, we might have said it already. Story. I think. I think I, an episode. I, I, one of whatever Nico was around for, it got teased and was like, "We'll tell it later." Yeah, I don't oh, we're gonna keep telling. We're gonna keep pushing it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've, we've told our, our our prerequisite story for the day. That's true. Um, back to yeah. back to tabletop games and the. Internet. I had, I had one actual question before um getting to the final question of the day, which is gonna be like a little quick hitter. Um, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. something like a card game where it's something that you're meant to play with multiple people, um, do you guys question the like viability of making something so expensive to walk through the front door to even experience if you, whether or not you like the game in the first place, because if you try something like a competitive video game or like a sport, like you play baseball, you can borrow, you can like play baseball, like just throwing a baseball around and that's like a dollar. You can buy a ball, but to like Mm -hmm. play a card game, something that is meant to be competitive. So where you have an edge or you have a, like a, some sort of chance to win against your opponent I think there was a video that came out not too long ago of someone comparing like the top most viable decks in 10 different card games and the cheapest one was Pokemon and it was $72 to get a viable deck. Do you think that that's like, like what, what's the, what's the efficacy of even getting into a card game in the first place? If the the cost of walking in the door is at least a hundred dollars. It depends on the card game and the availability of, um, using proxies and if you're willing to like 
use a proxy to get in the door and see if you like the game and then spend the money. But I would argue that most people want that physical aspect over anything else. And so everyone that I've seen play a card game is a collector first and then also loves the card game, depending whichever card game it is. So that's my rebuttal to that is that the market of people who want to play these games are going to play them regardless. Well, and you get into them through the same crowd. So if you're exposed to one of them, odds are you'll be exposed to more of them over time as as those people uh, experience them. So if you're in like a D&D group, it's probably going to become magic at some point. It's probably going to become Warhammer at some point. Like there's a there's a, a running thread of, of nerdism that you get through over time um, by way of that sort of stuff. So I think that also helps in like when you're talking about like teen into adult years um but there's a reason a game as much as i'm ducking on it like marvel snap exists and it's purely digital and it's also like super adhd where it's you all move at the same time for some reason i, yeah. I don't know why it, but, but, but you do <laughs> apparently um and it's because that game as a result is more accessible than a lot of card games no kid knows the rules of the pokemon card game you play your own rules Agreed. because i have a charizard yeah. i'm gonna play my charizard i don't have a charmander i'm not gonna pay for it I, i'm a child I don't work in the mines like <laughs> what that's just how it is. So you, you make up your own rules in the meantime until you uh, find a source of income, I guess, for stuff like card games. But but board games, I think it's harder than card games because card games have an easier word of mouth. You can get one card and get into it mm. just because you like the card with a board game. You got to have all the pieces ready or the first base if there are expansions like most kids that get into like a, the Pokemon card game or Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh, they get one cool card and they're like, "That's it, I'm in. I want to yeah. do this forever." And I want to build a deck around you this know? card. What do you mean I have to get fifty-nine other cards that all have synergy yeah, no. with this one card? And Yu-Gi-Oh yeah. as well. One of my friends keeps a blue eyes white dragon in their wallet. Yeah, like it's it's exactly that. Mm. And so yeah. I think board games is almost harder even though the cost is lower in the long term because you have to spend however much it costs for that particular game like the shovel knight board game is like 40 bucks minimum and you have to like shovel knight going in for that to, yeah. to be worth it even if it's a really cool game on its mm -hmm. own it's fair um but you know like then there's like a Catan. there's uh Catan's a sick game cones of dunch yeah. cones of dunshire for example. cones of dunshire um, let's go no um but yeah, any of those games, like they have a, a price point to them, or like even like a a simpler one like Risk, or even like Battleship, like those are like thirty bucks, forty bucks now to get them. Monopoly is like sixty bucks sometimes, depending on the version you're getting. Like mm -hmm. that's it's true. it's inflation yeah. has hit this specific economy pretty hard, and so I think it makes it harder for people to get into them unless they're simpler almost because it's monopoly you know you're going to spend 60 bucks on it but you're going to have it forever and you know you're going to play that with anybody because mm -hmm. it's because it's monopoly mm -hmm. you know um or like a like sorry is one that comes to mind for me for some reason because i played sorry a lot as a kid or clue oh, or life, life. yeah yep. um clue was my those, favorite i love clue yeah all of those as they go up in in price um you can justify them because they're easier you know family games that you'll know you'll you'll play forever or like even like a scrabble you know yeah or a or a catchphrase catchphrase and taboo mm -hmm. yep and i will shout out something we haven't really touched on yet that can help though 
it doesn't really help for card games because you have the issue of needing to build a deck from a pool of thousands of cards potentially right but one thing if you do happen to have it near you a comic shop like a good one yeah a it's pre-stocked with nerds so you always have <laughs> someone to play something with mm -hmm. but um i'll shout out pack rat comics in columbus ohio they're great i don't know if they still do it but for a time they did a thing where you would come in on like a saturday night or something and they just say we're playing this board game you know everyone here will teach you how to play it you don't really have to pay i don't think you just sit down and play it and if you like it you can buy it and go home and that's Wait, how it's kind of awesome it's kind of cool sick. right yeah. yeah i played some train board game that i know is popular ticket to ride mm. might be that, it that, that yeah. sounds familiar yeah. I played a bird then, board game once similar in a similar scenario. Oh, what is it? Wingspan? Wingspan, yeah. Yeah. And if you happen to have a good comic shop near you that does that, that's a great way to get in, right? If nothing else, you can sample it, mm -hmm. which kind of helps with the issue you were talking about. If you yeah. don't have that near you, good luck. Then F Thankfully, off. There, there's, there's <laughs> usually a good surplus of nerds, even in like the most rural of communities. So yeah. thankfully, like if you find a hobby shop, there's probably a comic area attached to it it might not be active but it doesn't seem to be hard to get people to want to join that sort of community because yeah. like for example justin you've been going to local pokemon stuff mm -hmm. uh, for pokemon card game recently um because you were like i'm buying these things i want to play them and and like i mean tell us about that experience um so my my experience with it is um first off my local shop every event is on tuesdays so it makes this kind of awkward because <laughs> we uh if you are not uh watching on the twitch we we, we live stream all of these podcasts on tuesdays <laughs> every tuesday get frick so it's 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 a little bit trickier to find time to get out there but my favorite way of doing it is um when a new set of the pokemon card game comes out there's something called a pre-release and they'll sell these boxes that are called build and battle boxes and it gives you a 40 card deck that is ready to go so you don't even have to worry about going through a sea of different cards to build a, put a deck together. You just have a deck of cards, and then you get a couple extra packs of the of the uh, new set, and you open them up. Whatever you come, whatever comes in those packs, you can then add it to your pre-made deck that comes in the box, and then you have a little tournament with everybody that's at the pre-release event. And depending on at how the many same matches, level basically, yeah, yeah, like you're all learning on the fly with how your deck exactly because yeah. because they're all brand new cards no one has any strategy with them and nobody knows yeah. how to use them and if you did have a strategy with them there's chances are that strategy you built was for a different deck that you didn't get in your box so mm -hmm. you're kind of sol in that time in that sense um but it's the one pre-release i went to is awesome for that exact reason yeah like everyone was just kind of on the same playing field like even kids and adults like it's such a great way to <coughs> pardon me sample a set also you get cards early you get that's yeah, cool you get yeah. you can't buy those cards like single packs for another like two to three weeks usually so yeah. yeah the the one thing that it's not great for having like an expensive like a high startup cost right obviously it's good for these companies bottom lines and whatever obviously it's not very consumer friendly to begin with we want everything to be cheaper etc 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 but it also doesn't do great to foster a community of non, you know, diehards. Uh, yeah, like it would attract a lot of sweaties. In well, from and what I, I think understand. that's why, in the case of like a Pokemon, that's why the Pokemon company goes out of its way to try and foster these pre-release events because they know that if you get in, you're mm -hmm. probably addicted. Yep. You yeah. know, that's just how Pokemon works. It's, and it's 
always going to be that way. And they have the brand appeal outside of like gaming that they could. Yeah. That's the one out of all of them that would. Uh, that's the one out of all of them that would um, attract people outside of the card game yeah. realm. I mean, like the, the only reason that I really got into the Pokemon trading card game is I like Pokemon in the first place. Same thing for Chris and Digimon card yeah. game. Like did Chris loves Digimon. They've made a card game. It was like what Kevin said. There was one card I saw I wanted, right? It was based on the first Not Digimon sure. game. And I was like, I need that card. And then yeah, I right. started looking at the other cards and I was like, these are pretty cool too. That's probably how Justin was with the Fire Emblem card game. There is a Fire Emblem card <laughs> game. It's discontinued now. It's the only kind of Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp FE uh, merchandise you can get in this world. Because that game just doesn't exist anymore. They tried it. They re-released it. It didn't work the second time. They're like, we're never doing this mm. again. <laughs> and I'm, I am personally... It's a shame, because that's Persona 4.5. Yeah. Seriously, it really is. Like, actually. Like, straight straight up, it actually is Persona 4. Because that was the Persona 5 team before they finished up 5. You, you can look back at some of the old tweets on my account. I was like, listen, everybody is complaining for Persona do on Switch. This Don't is Persona that. on Switch. Play this. <laughs> Reading <laughs> Justin's old ne tweets. Never say, never say that I, I allow you to look back at my old tweet. Never. There, there will eventually be something. I, I just I just <laughs> retweeted a lot of contests back in the day. I wanted free stuff. Mm. Understandable. We'll find something. You can find something. Yeah. No, it's gonna it's gonna happen. If you yeah, find dude. something, send it to us via email at crub at taco bell tell the bell dot com. <laughs> tell the, tell bell. the bell. Like go 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 to tell the bell dot com and in the form paste Justin's tweets. God. God. A representative will look at them immediately. <laughs> All right. Man. Um we're about an hour and 20 in you guys want to call it you think we hit everything we, we talked about did did you have another I've, final question before i did, the, did i did i it? wanted to i wanted to get into that one as soon as we knew we were uh we were going to wrap it up for the night we could talk about vomit some more we could yeah, talk I was just, about, I mean, yeah, we, we could, could. <laughs> we yeah. could just we could uh talk about D. &D. <laughs> no we'll do that on well D, &D was gonna be the the last thing i would have brought up is that D is also yeah. you know that's the tabletop game that you can just do for free yeah, well, that's true. Because that's all yeah. uh, theater of the mind. You can download PDFs. Like, they're, yeah. like, you can just find, you know, custom modules or whatever. You don't need to read the 5e manual to, to do D&D. &D. Yeah, We had a true. chat in our one Discord server that was just fake D&D &D, where you just rolled a D20 and then oh, role-played yeah. based on yeah. whatever Nico rolled. Oh, dude, that was my favorite. I loved that. Um, I would do that again. I, w I would start that chat back up in an instant. I would... Uh, I would do that, but one, I think D&D &D requires a little more forethought, and I'm just going to give a quick thought on D&D, &D and maybe we go around and do that. Are you okay with that, Sounds Justin? Sounds good to me. Yeah, I completely forgot so, about D I thought we talked about D&D, &D, and then I realized we didn't talk yeah. about D&D. &D. We were just talking about things that actually happened. Yeah, yeah. My my quick thought on D&D &D is that you have to know what you want out of it before you go into it, because there are other games with mechanics or lack thereof that might be better suited to what you want. That's number one. Number two is that you have to make sure that you're playing with people who are like-minded to you and who kind of want the same things out of the game. Um, and uh, number three, maybe there's no number three. Just have fun. You know, know yourself. Yeah. Oh, number, number three, three, don't be... TelltheBell.com. <laughs> yeah. Number three is don't be afraid to pull out if, you, if you're like getting too invested and you're not like feeling good about it, right? It's a fluid game. It's the type of game that can go in any direction. <sighs> 
And it, you know, I, I just these are tips the, for people playing. You know what I mean? It's a very viscous, very viscous. Why did just pumping after pumping? I can't even finish the thought. I'm sorry, Nico. You didn't mean for this to happen, but everything you said sounded really like double the thing you were doing. You just need to get on top of it. And and ride it to the end. Wait, what? Just like sheer impregnable actions through the course of a kid. You're like, don't be afraid to pull out, and it's very fluid. I'm like, Nico, <laughs> this is my fault, but Nico, like my brain's dirty. I don't, not, I don't yeah, understand. Yeah, it's like my brain's dirty. Gonna, it's not nothing. It's not like Nico saying not saying anything wrong. I'm gonna have us. I'm gonna have us run a boat themed, uh, like uh, high seas pirate D and D session where we're all just semen. Okay, I'm done with that. I think and um, we call it and, and, and to clarify, no, it's called semen. Oh, okay. Uh, to clarify, when we say D and D, obviously we mean all you know theater of the mind, like D and D or Pathfinder or or even GURPS, mm-hmm. you know, um, anything of that sort. Doesn't have to be D and D in particular. You know, all of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just depends on on the the group and the whether the DM finds their job to be uh, providing challenge or whether they're doing what DMs should do and uh make it difficult but fair and make it enjoyable at the end of the day like you have to be able to pivot it's it's just improv and there's a lot of there's a lot of dms or gms that uh don't really improv well and that can uh that can affect the experience depending on like how rigid they want to be with the rules um there are a couple D sessions that i did um as part of, uh, I think they're on the NewTubers channel, I believe. We did a couple like experimental one-shots uh, between myself, Moriarty, and, and two others, where we just played D&D, and it was um, uh, Mark of Digital and Dice is their YouTube channel. Um, I don't think they're currently active, but um, they, they were such a good uh, host for that event because Em and I would throw the most batshit stuff at them, and they would just come and take it all in stride and find a way to make it work and you know you don't necessarily have to fudge a roll for it to work but you just work within the uh the elements of what you're given and that's a lot of that's experience of course but um that gets into the weeds a little bit too much but yeah yeah i think it, i think it's just a matter of who you're playing with well said yeah i'll say the, the biggest thing for me is you get what you put into it most of the time as long as you have a good group of people and you have a good dm and everybody is giving as much of an effort as you are, then you get as much enjoyment out of it as you put into it. So, like, your yeah. character's playing off of other characters, like, and playing off of other players, because other pl- like otherwise you're just kind of four people listening to someone tell a story that they actually don't know the ending to because it, their ending depends on what you do. So, so what, what you're saying is that D&D is a beast with multiple backs. That is very true. A million, some might say. Or maybe a billion. I was, I mean, that, that works too. I wasn't going for the Futurama reference. I was just making another sex joke. Yeah. Sex joke. <laughs> but that works. Yeah. Chris, what do you think about the D&D as the final part of our tabletop and other stuff discussion? Are we talking like bareback or? Just bare, bare, just lay, I, lay it all I, I don't like, hor- I don't like horses. I don't like horses. I, I only wrap <laughs> it up when I play D&D. Yeah, I was going to say, just lay everything yeah. bare. Lay everything like you have nothing left to hide. Yeah. <laughs> You guys did too good of a job talking about it. I don't have anything to add. Well, one thing I'll add is that we didn't talk about it in the in the scope of um, online play, which is what the, the you know the 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 crux of this topic is is, is how easy or difficult or uh, how different the experience can be 
to set up those sorts of games, like a card game, a board game, D&D sessions. D&D yeah. uh, is obviously the easiest one to do over a Discord or a Skype. Yeah, I would say next to, um, next to mean, Jackbox. That, Jackbox is the easiest because it runs it for you. Well, you, you need to buy Jackbox. That's true. That's I mean, true. Like, D&D, you can just do. You can just get into a call and, and I mean, there are Twitter accounts that role play. Like, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I mean, someone made the point earlier of reading the room being easier in, like, a hidden role game. I think reading the room would be easier in a D&D game in person. But that's just speculation. I haven't played D&D in person. I've only played it online. So It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a lot nicer in person in my experience. But I haven't had a good online D&D group either, so I don't really Neither have know I. that side of it. Yeah. <laughs> that's disrespectful. <laughs> Take that, Justin. Because <laughs> I was in that group. <laughs> Well, you didn't. You didn't have to Justin, say that. Sean, multiple crub cast members in that group. <laughs> self, self report. Justin self reporting. Yeah, I'm. I'm the imposter. Vote me out. Uh, okay. Bye. Disconnect from call here. Please don't. Please no. I'm, I'm losing my friends before we even get to start to play the tabletop games. <laughs> That's fine. Bye, Justin. Oh. Well, um. I have one. Tabletop games are fun. No, tabletop games are a lot of fun. Yeah, I I really, the crux of this entire conversation for me is just talking about how much I really do enjoy the entire culture and the entire, like, like, the entire, like, way of playing tabletop games and how fun it really is because it lets you connect with your friends in a way that most other mediums wouldn't really allow because you do get to do some really, really fun things and it kind of is encouraged by the game you're playing. Um... It's a lot easier to go to your friends and say, hey, let's play D&D versus, hey, let's get together an improv weekly. Yeah, right. Let's just do <laughs> improv sessions that's each week. Like, that's what the Minecraft server is for. <laughs> that's what the Minecraft server is for. Oh, I yeah. see. Mm. All right. <laughs> yeah. If you want to play the Minecraft card game, Ooh, tellthebell.com. Tellthebell.com. Where, can, we, can we get that? Yeah, we URL? should probably get that domain before that's we start That's literally Taco Bell's it. Like, I want it, though. user review. Can we ask Taco Bell? Oh, it's like it's like legitimate. No, no, that's it's, actually it's literally Taco the Taco Bell. Bell thing, yeah. Like that's their Taco Bell support. Like leave a review site. I'm, I wasn't kidding. Do it. <laughs> and you're leave saying a review copy. of the Crubcast yeah. at tellthebell. I was gonna say, can you leave a like a instead of using your reviews on Spotify, use them on tellthebell.com. <laughs> no, no, no. Use them on Spotify first, and then paste them. Like we still need them. <laughs> yeah, we need them. Mm-hmm. It's like gold to us. It's all we have. Yeah. All right. So anyway, Justin, what's your last well, question? I have a last uh, fascinating question, kind of uh, a, kind of like what we'd like to try and do for like a viewer question of the, of the episode kind of thing. Um, my question to you is, which Candyland bi- biome are you? What? You know how like, so you know on the Candyland board, they have all different types of candy that you go through on the entire land of Candyland? My biome. I'm like scratching the farthest resources of my brain. Like like you said, biome and candy. That was a horrible. That was a horrible question. Like which biome of Candyland? I'm thinking like post apocalypse (laughs) or or tundra. Like yeah, no. I would say that I'm Arctic grasslands, desert. Like that's kind of stuff. But yeah, I'm I'm the the desert. I would say I'm I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with subtropical forest. Okay. Yeah, I'm the desert. These are two climates candy would melt in so far, so I'm going to say under the ocean. And I'll say okay. licorice. 
Thank you all so much for coming I... out to the Crubcast. This has been your friendly neighborhood, JTart9, out here with All Hail Buckets, <laughs> the Golden Bolt, and Chris Mykonos fan. Uh, thank you so much for I listening. The question. <laughs> where, where can we where can we find all of you us? You can find friends? Justin. At, where are you? At those places that you just heard those names. Because I, yeah. I plugged all your names. You can find us all on Twitch, Twitter, um, YouTube, TikTok, TikTok Spotify. Nico just released Spoopy. a new album. Please yeah. listen to the new album. It is really really good. Um, I'll help out. If you, you. If you want to find any links to anything like this, this will be in the show notes. Thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.